0: Welcome, welcome welcome back to the Creative Process Podcast with myself, Jared Klein. Obviously, you can see um, the man's name is in the title. We got Dan Beltran on today. Um, so honestly, let's just jump right into it. Dan, thank you for being on. Um, I know we talked a little bit before this, but I'll ask this again just so the people know. Um, how's your day been going?
1: <laughs> hey, first off, Jared, thank you. Appreciate you having me on. Uh, my, my day has been going really well. It was actually sunny here for once. I'm up here in Spokane, Washington for the time being. And so no complaints. Got to go outside on a nice little lunch break walk. So living life truly.
0: The Northeast, or wait, north, Northwest, obviously.
1: The Northwest. Yes.
0: I have relatives that live in Oregon. Is it Oregon or hmm. Oregon?
1: Oregon. Oh yeah, it's Oregon. Oregon. I don't know who is out here saying Oregon. Yeah, for okay. sure Oregon. <laughs> I think that may be just
0: here then. Because I, I say it. <laughs> I say it sometimes Oregon. I say it Oregon. So there, I got clarification. Mm-hmm. So Oregon, but um, yes. I have relatives that live out in Oregon and they say it's, it's beautiful. Um, again, we talked a little bit about Washington, but I do, I, th- I think I got to make it out there a little bit. You know,
1: if, if you're into nature, adventuring forests, mountains, being outside, friendly people, not quite the cost of living's going up a little bit, you know, so I don't know about mm-hmm. that part, but definitely should make it out if you get a chance. Mm-hmm. For sure.
0: Um, so yeah, let's kind of have you share who you are. Um, let the people familiarize themselves with you as Dan Beltran. Obviously if people are listening to this, they probably know who you are. The majority knows who you are. Um, but on a design standpoint, so Um, Give a little background. I say go as shallow or as deep as you want to. You have the four.
1: Great. No pressure. Yeah. So my name, my name is Dan Beltran. I say Dan Beltran. People say Beltran. I don't really, it's lost in translation throughout history. Who knows how it's pronounced? I go with Beltran. Uh, I currently obviously live up here in Spokane, as I'd mentioned. Mm -hmm. I am moving in the near future to, to California. So maybe by the time this gets posted, I'll be in California. Who knows? I think you're pretty, pretty quick with the uploads here. Mm -hmm. Uh, I believe it or not entered the sports world in 2017. So not too long ago, but also not too recently. Mm -hmm. uh, In a role with the Seattle Sounders from there, I ended up working in house at STN digital as a graphic designer Spent some time there working with some awesome brands and awesome coworkers. From that point, I made my way up to Washington to be closer to what was then my wife's family. Since then, uh, now I'm I'm in the process of being. I've gone freelance since July of 2020, which has been a super blast. Learned a lot. Started up a. a anti-collective agency not agency we're anti-agency actually it's anti-agency uh in zero g with some awesome awesome people shout out to that whole crew and yeah i've just uh just been flying on the seat of my pants the whole time having a blast and really just enjoying this community that is social media sports and beyond
0: zero g is getting yes avid publicity on this podcast because we had brian on twice <laughs> and he mentioned it twice i think i think brandon mentioned it as well and yes, now you're mentioning
1: love it. it so have to
0: <laughs> shit i might as well just link it down below for christ's sake
1: <laughs> this this podcast is sponsored by zero g yeah, uh, no, uh, right? <laughs> that and and that was you know part of the intention behind actually creating zero g was I saw these people in the field that I respected so much, you know, and we all it was a mutual respect for each other. And I think it kind of speaks volumes to the, the group that we have assembled that, mm-hmm. you know, coming together to work in that way. And so really excited, really love what we're doing. And we'll we'll have some updates here for you guys in the coming months. I think I
0: think Sammy mentioned
1: it as well. I'm
0: trying <laughs> I'm to not remember surprised. I was trying to remember if Sammy mentioned it. I know we talked
1: about You got the whole gang.
0: I did have the, the only, well, I, ha- I haven't had Mark and I haven't had Ashley yet. So almost, I got four out of six. So maybe I, I'd have, I've have never connected with them in my life. So. Well, hey, if you need of an intro, point.
1: I know a guy, I know a guy just letting you know.
0: Wink, wink, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah. So, I mean, I know we had a couple things, a couple things on the docket today. Um, Looking at your portfolio kind of made me come up with the, I guess, main thing that I wanted that I, I kind of like thought of, and that was you know within sports. Like I know you've been in it longer than I have, um. So like I know when when I was starting to get into sports, everything kind of looked a little bit rinse and repeatish. Like the trends were super prominent, and mm. there wasn't a lot of variation going on. So starting out designing in this industry i've i found it really tough to i guess i mean part of this is i think we'll, we'll get into this a little bit as well is trusting myself as a designer but also <laughs> part of it is you know testing out industry standards and or like industry trends not industry standards but like industry mm-hmm. trends and seeing you know oh that looks cool maybe i should try it out um right where i guess i guess to, to premise a, to put a question out there and spark some some conversation where I guess would you like find, or where have you found that kind of, Hey, you know, I'm going to try this and I'm going to work it till it's dead (laughs) and find, you know, a solution to kind of jumping outside of the cliche sports trend type of box.
1: Right. Uh, That's a great question. I would begin by prefacing and I can only speak from my own experience, something that I observed in this process was working in-house, you don't have necessarily all the free time in the world. So it kind of puts the pressure on you to put out an output. You go straight to Pinterest, you find something that works and then maybe you take some inspiration. Mm -hmm. It's it's that lack of time combined with, you know, you've got 50,000 things on your plate that I think leads to that echo chamberness. And so when I- Yeah. When I inevitably did go freelance, I really wanted to make it a point to say, screw the norms and screw whatever works. Try something different. Mm -hmm. Go out of the box. Take inspiration from different fields. I love esports. I love checking out esports design. I get a lot of inspiration from my daily life, just going on walks, talking to people, whoever I interact with, the things on the wall at the restaurant that I'm at that happen to inspire me and Mm -hmm. I try to channel that into the work that I do, right? And so I think there's value in the rinse and repeat stuff. I think I look at it from two perspectives. One perspective is is where I kind of put myself personally, Mm -hmm. which is raising the ceiling of what I think can be done. The other perspective, which is equally as valuable, but highly overrated is raising the floor of what can be done. Because a lot of these departments out there that do have, you know, what could be considered echo-y stuff are still, it's better than where they were, right? And so I think that as long as you're making an effort to try to raise the bar, whether that's the top bar or the bottom bar, as long as we are on that elevator continually rising, Mm -hmm. that's a good spot to be.
0: That's a really interesting way to kind of put it. Because I mean, obviously everyone thinks about, you know, raising the bar.
1: Mm-hmm. raising mm-hmm.
0: the, I guess in this in this reference the top bar like expanding mm-hmm. as much as possible rather than right um I guess you know raising the bottom bar and raising the floor the way you put it I right. think you put that really well um thank you I feel like to do what like because the, the I, I, I'll go specific I'll go specific your design pieces that you did for Kevin Durant and Trey Young with mm. the insane 3D kind of, you know, mm-hmm. the inser- the 3D abstract rendering behind them. And then mm-hmm. obviously, you know, the layering on top of that. That's something I remember when you came out with those and you even said you were starting to experiment and like try- trying to go a different route. Like mm-hmm. never, I've never seen that kind of direction before with things in that abstractness in a sense. Right. To where, right. you know, using the player as a subject, but behind them almost came right. just as just as captivating rather than, you know, mm-hmm. the motion or the color correction on the player, or whatever it is, or the composition sure. itself. So it was just kind of like a, hmm, you know, there really is <laughs> more ways to go other than. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly. Oh hell yeah. Exactly. So, so I can't speak for, so let's preface this. I am self-taught and in that process of self-teaching, I became obsessed, not with what the industry was doing, not necessarily with what the trends were or what was working. And, Mm -hmm. you know, everybody's using stickers or tape or grips or blah, blah, blah. I focused on what I thought were the fundamentals of design. And so it was tension, hierarchy, contrast, strong typography, and sometimes I might get a little flack for this, but like the Fibonacci sequence, you know, I think that that stuff is kind of fun to mess with just if Mm -hmm. not for the purpose of, of experimentation. And so I kind of root myself in the fundamentals of design over, like I could, I could give a damn about what's being put out, you know, that's like super hot and trendy. Like Mm -hmm. I want to push the fundamentals in my work. And I in reference to those two graphics that you'd mentioned these 3D abstract ones, I always just see these sick 3D renders on Behance, on the ESPN promos that we see. And I'm always like, damn, that is so cool. Like, how Mm -hmm. can I use that? (laughs) And so I started learning 3D and I just kind of was poking my head around in different places, seeing what worked and what didn't. I will say those two graphics, that series in particular, where I used the 3D was one of the most challenging series that I came up with because it was so hard to get the the right amount of like wow that's also that's super crazy to use but also it kind of works mm-hmm. and I, I it was just this balance of like it's this very organic mechanical kind of abstract concept that really was tough to pull off originally um but i just kept i would work on a piece for 2 weeks even if it wasn't ready to go and i would just say okay now we're in a good spot so mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, like in a sense, it's like the 3D. I mean, I know you probably thought about this, like while making the 3D form. I mean, you probably thought of, you obviously, you had to think of the concept first and thought of which mm-hmm. way you wanted mm-hmm. to go. And then with fiddling with the 3D and everything, you were like, oh, hey, this is where, you know, with the 3D, oh, the player could go here or the player could go here. How, if I want right. to place the player on the left side of the composition, how can I make this 3D right. thing kind of complement oh. that rather than be a distraction? Um, thousand percent i think that's where that's where the second guessing comes in with that whole process is right i mean i'm i'm a sucker for this i sometimes i think too much about a process and sometimes (laughs) i I like how you stated sometimes you take two weeks on a graphic before you think Mm -hmm. it's, it's ready to be gone out but um it's overthinking in a sense i've gotten a lot better at this um to where especially with doing my daily thing i think i mentioned this every single week but doing my daily challenge that i've been doing um Love has it. has helped a lot with trusting myself and trusting the product that i'm pushing out that's <laughs> that sounded a little suspect yeah. but um <laughs> no it's, it's <laughs> but, legit uh, but yeah like i it, it's it's I. we talked about this a little bit last week too it's a lot of reiteration here but Um, I think it all stems from that. I think even growing or even having the strength to even start experimenting, allows you to kind of Mm -hmm. grow more and trust yourself and trust your process more, um, in a sense
1: that that brings up a good point. If I can just piggyback Mm -hmm. off of that, I find that me, myself, and this is different for everybody because we all have our own processes. Mm -hmm. My best work comes when I don't think at all. I do not think. I do not overanalyze. I just go with the flow. It's, it's called Flow State. There's a book on it about how to get there. And it really comes down to just putting my headphones on, piecing out from the world and just letting whatever happens happen. I sometimes, I will give you some tidbit of information about Dan Beltran. I sometimes struggle on larger brand identity projects in my brain because I rely so heavily on that chaos that happens when you're not thinking. I rely so heavily on the randomness of a composite that happens. Then I'm like, Oh shoot, I have to re- I have to replicate that 15 times, you know, for this identity, like, how am I going to do that? Right. And so a lot of what I do comes down to experimentation and, and let's see if this works. Is this fun? Is this not? And something that I'm personally trying to grow on as a creative is how can I continue to bring that experimentation with me while still being able to use it at mass in, in large scale.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like with, with, a with something as, I guess, as, as crazy, if I would say it as crazy as pushing the boundaries in that sense of creating like a brand guide or like guidelines in some sort, like you can't, it's, it'd be really tough to like push something insanely, you know, out of bounds and then keep consistent with it, you know?
1: Yes. And and that, I think, is the biggest struggle. I was just talking to somebody about this the other day about a lot of teams, organizations, agencies weren't right now want templates because they're easy to use. They're mm-hmm. easy to iterate off of. You don't need somebody who's a design wizard to use them. In my personal opinion, that affects the end product a lot of times. Not every time, but a lot of times. The end product sacrifices that wow factor if you're handing it off for somebody else to iterate, because then you can't do as much as you you would if it was just Dan or just Jared handling it. Mm-hmm. And so, as much as I would love to see this like really crazy bespoke like 3D identity that uses all of these insane like, maybe I'm thinking about it the wrong way, you know. But a lot of times, uh, it just comes down to okay, how how are we going to be able to execute this in a timely fashion? We can't be waiting for 3D renders to come out. We can't be waiting for this stuff to you know, load or queue up or anything. We need it now. We need it fast. And so it's mm-hmm. my, it's my enemy. It's my antithesis.
0: I'm seeing a lot of different things with like, to be specific, like with game day graphics or, you know, something along those lines, like match preview graphics or something. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm seeing a lot more of the, you know, the pushing the boundaries or the creativity. And then, you know, for the, you know, the consistent content, there's more of an obvious guide to that an obvious structure to that. but. I see right. a lot of, a lot of organizations um, I'm trying to remember what project it may have been the dude that maybe worked for the chiefs Um okay. it did some illustrative stuff for their, and like, like more historical stuff. I think the only thing True. that was like consistent, like that you would identify it with chiefs other than the players was the color, you know, the colors they use that red, Dur- that right. super saturated red and yellow. But other than that, like, The illustration style you didn't see that anywhere else through their brand other than those specific pieces um Mm -hmm. i think a lot of a lot of brands are being more accommodating um and more being more accommodating towards the designer who has the concept but also Mm -hmm. thinking about how it's going to impact the audience that sees it Um, right rather than seeing like a rinse and repeat type of like yeah. whether the structure, the structure is good, like developing brand guidelines and a consistent campaign guide or whatever you want to call it for those consistent graphics or informative graphics is a good thing. But then having that, you know, that visual um, variation in yep. something as I guess, as one-off as a game day graphic is, you know, a good change up. Sorry. I think I, interrupted I
1: agree. You. No, 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 you did not. Uh, I would agree wholeheartedly. I think that it brings me back to the, parallel of everything in moderation, right? If you're doing one-off crazy graphics every single time, then your brand loses consistency and it's just flashy and there's no real identity to rally behind. If you Mm -hmm. only do the boring plain Jane stuff, then I'm sure 99% of the population wouldn't even care or notice, but all of the designers would because they're (laughs) like, where's all the fun stuff? And so I, I, I think you bring up the Chiefs and I think they're a great example of an organization that pushes both their evergreen brand content but also make sure to get in artists of every category you know Mm -hmm. illustrators graphic designers they've got their poster series they did this most recent season um and and they they, i think they strike a good balance between push the envelope but also keep the stationary on the table kind of thing Mm -hmm. and so um Mm -hmm. i I always have appreciated that their brand
0: yeah um so we're kind of going to segue into something else here um more along the lines of you know staying consistent um and improving constantly i know this is a very cliche type of topic but we'll kind of <laughs> you know go over it um as i guess anyone has experienced burnout whether it's in their you know whether it's whether you're <laughs> you know everyone everyone's experienced it mm-hmm. um i know from a designer's point of view that's like our worst enemy like experiencing mm-hmm. burnout experiencing creative block Hello, 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 hello. I just wanted to pop in here. I know it's kind of right in the middle of a conversation, so I'm sorry, so I'll be quick. But make sure to go down below and connect with Dan. His Twitter is going to be down there. His portfolio is going to be down there. Even uh, Zero G, for the life of me, I got to make them pay me, is going to be down there. So, yes, go down below, connect with Dan, ask him questions, learn from the man. Okay, back to the episode, sorry. For From your experience, one, we'll touch on creative block and how to kind of get out of that. That one will probably be not as long as the other one, but more of along the lines of, you worded it perfectly. You said creating or keeping your creative sword sharp. I liked how you said that, but like keeping things, you know, super toned, kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, similar, similar, like a, like a bodybuilder would with, you know, when they're competing or something, constantly working, yes. constantly, you know, taking those reps. So go
1: for it and that so you bring up a great double standard there right i preach keeping your creative swords sharp am i the best at it no simultaneously i i hate the whole hustle grind 24 7 mentality look at me i'm up from 7 a.m to 12 p.m or 12 a.m kind of thing Mm -hmm. i think that's unhealthy i'm i'm a huge believer in mental health and maintaining you know you can't The way that I heard it described to me recently, and it struck me because it was so profound was basically you can't pour from a cup that's empty. So you have to do things that fill your cup. And for me, in my personal experience, that is creative exploration, pushing the envelope, testing limits, testing boundaries. Oh, I, I come across something. I'm like, wow, I really love how the type is displayed on this piece. How can I incorporate that into my next piece? And I think that There's a definite difference between ripping off somebody's idea and concept versus taking inspiration from it. I think a lot of times in the situations i would mentioned previously, when people are under the gun, and they don't have a lot of time, it can turn quite rip offy really fast. But I think given the appropriate Mix of ingredients, you can really take inspiration from something and turn it into something even better. Like, that is my goal with anything that I make is to say, Hey, I found this online. Here's 15 pieces I really like. How can I combine them, but also make them better? And so, keeping the creative sword sharp, similar to the series that you're doing right now, I think is so important because it shows people what you can do. It allows you to experiment in ways that you wouldn't be able to if you just took on client work all the time. Or worked on the same if you I don't know how to say this part but if you work on the same brand for 15 years all you've ever worked with is let's say for instance Ohio State Red or Oregon Green Yellow or, or Texas Orange mm-hmm. like I would imagine that's a trip when you leave that place and you're like oh crap you know there's 80 other colors to work with like <laughs> I know how orange works really well, and I can do that, you know, to a T. But how do I, how do I do green? You know, or like, and so I think exercising and keeping that creative sword sharp is a means of just saying, let's experiment, let's break out of my comfort zone. I, I, I look at my own work to this day, Jared, and I hate some of it because it looks so repetitive. And I try every time not to necessarily reinvent myself, but to do something that is unique gives my eyeballs a hug. And I know that's not possible. I'm, I'm speaking from a very privileged standpoint in being a freelancer and, and having the opportunity to do these things from time to time. I know that not everybody's in that position, but I think even if you spent, when I was at STN, we instituted a four hour per, work, per week rule that you would spend those four hours, no matter what, working on something creative and fun for yourself and i think that that was a great way if i was having a tough week or if it was super you know long and and i had a client didn't like my design or whatever the heck it was that 4 hours that i had every week was a, was an opportunity for me to just brush it all aside make something for fun there's no uh what is the word pressure there's no expectation just what what can dan's brain come up with right now mm-hmm. and i think that that level of exercise is something that gets missed a lot when people are just in the process of okay great let's rip this from pinterest okay great i like that from behance okay cool now we've got this like identity happening versus how can i push the envelope how can i experiment what is something cool that i can do and bring to the scene that hasn't been there before
0: mm-hmm. so that's actually a really interesting thing i think i'm going to propose that to my
1: my coworker tomorrow because it we it have, gives you the ability to break out of the box that you get trapped in even unintentionally you're just always there so even 4 hours a week whatever it is just the ability to do it unencumbered i think is huge
0: because mm-hmm. yeah we've we've been having a a rough couple r- rough past past couple weeks um just simply cuz you know ramping up for the season if you don't know i work with the timber Rattlers they're a single a affiliate of the Milwaukee Brewers um mm-hmm. and yeah. The last couple of weeks have just been kind of ramping up promotional stuff, posting stuff out. So a lot of it's just kind of been like, do this graphic. Okay. Do another one. Okay. Do another one. Okay. Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, take your hour lunch break, but then, you know, you're back on it, S- sit down right. and you're back on it. So right. it's like, I think that's a really good idea. Cause I, I, and pers- personally, personally I, personally, I design a decent amount outside of work one because I this this may add this may add later but I like you know I I I, I value, let alone it is a daily challenge so I am putting that challenge to myself but I if there wasn't even a challenge I think I'd do it anyways mm-hmm. because like I I like have, being able to sit down and let my brain run whether well mm-hmm. whether it's design or whether it's you know playing video games or something like that yep. but I like sitting down and kind of experimenting with things I don't know how much my coworker does that but I think i proposing that would only help us as yeah. a, as a duo, yeah. especially. Um, but yeah, that's a really good, really good idea. Yeah. I'm definitely going to bring that up hundred <laughs> percent. That's good. good.
1: Good. There we go.
0: Greta, you, you did, you did work in probably a more, more creative environment than I, that I do. So Maybe that's a little bit it, more accepted in-
1: <laughs> it's it's helpful the I think the roadblock I ran into was like, okay, well, why wouldn't you just put that four hours towards something productive for the client that we're with this week or whatever? And I think the way that I sold it was essentially if I spend those four hours not thinking it raises the floor. If I spend those four hours not continuing to drone on on whatever project I was on for that week, it helps me be better. By getting the ideas out of my head that I have had you know and I and, and for me design is very therapeutic and it's it's a way for me to just let it all go right mm-hmm. and just zone in and have fun mm-hmm. and I think that you have to remember that there's execution type design where you just kind of have to get it done and it's ready to go and then there's also the for fun design stuff for, that has no rules or parameters and a lot of times people get sucked into the hole of just grind, grind, grind every day, Monday through Sunday. Like this is just the way it is. This is how it goes. And and I couldn't stress enough how much you should take. Yeah. I even consider it a break, a mental break to just design whatever you want.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that touches on, um, a thing that we also, we're going to talk about more along the lines of like maintaining work ethic and maintaining, you know, wanting to do what we do. Um, mm-hmm. cause I think those breaks are are essential in like refresh and, you know, letting, I I like how you said that, let all the, you know, work ideas escape. So now my creative side can roll and then, you know, I can get those two polarizing type of, you know, feelings and experiences. And then, then I can, you know, reset in one way, reset in the other way. Um, I, you did mention like the grind, grind, grind thing. I'm exactly the same point of view as you. Like, I think, I've done that in the past and I think doing that to yourself is probably one of the worst things you can do. Like not, not let alone mentally, but like you are going to be drained beyond belief. You're not going to yes. want to do anything. You know, you're going to have a point to where you're just, you're going to wake up at your normal time and you're just not, you're going to dread waking up. You're not going to want, you yep. you're not going to want to hop out of bed and, you know, do what you, I guess at that point used to enjoy. Um
1: and. Yeah, I I would challenge, I would challenge everybody. And this is something that I asked myself a couple of years back, and it was what inspired me to start pushing the envelope in the ways that I feel like I do. Mm-hmm. Um, are you putting out your best work? Are you really happy with the work you're putting out? Ask yourself that. Everybody listening, ask yourself, are you happy with the work you're putting out? If yes, Great keep doing what you're doing. If no address why and fix it. Mm -hmm. And for me, that was looking at my portfolio and saying, man, I hate all of this crap that's on here. I know I can do so much better. I'm going to do a series and challenge myself and push myself. I didn't expect any of the stuff that I did to be received the way it was, but it came from the perspective of me wanting to just design to the level that I knew I could. And so if you're not happy with your output, if you're not happy with where you think you are, like the toxic reality is that there's somebody else out there who's probably going to be putting in the hours anyways. Right. So like, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta keep the sword sharp to a certain extent. You Mm -hmm. can't just fall off and expect to be successful. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. I, I, when you said everything's good in moderation, I think those, those like grind times, those 12 hour days, those, you know, those long days are really good to have, but then you gotta, you gotta correct it you know, you have to correct yep. those extremes. Um, yep. Doing it over and over and over again and over and over and over again is just, you know, not, not the thing. It's because I, I, I can't stress it enough. Like, don't work yourself to a point where, like, I'll say it again, getting up is like a chore and like getting up mm. and going through your day is a chore rather than something that you enjoy to do. Like, you should give yourself your you time you should give your yes your you know you need your you time to disconnect from your whole your whole premise of you know yes putting work in like i know i know it's tough in some instances instances some people are working from home and they don't have an office space to kind of shut the door and yeah say Exactly. You, (laughs) some people don't have the opportunity to shut the door and have that, you know, like you're driving home from work type of scenario, like disconnect Mm -hmm. from work. Mm -hmm. Cause you know, let let alone you maybe I don't know where your desk is. It looks like it may be in the living room. You're sitting on your couch, watching TV, look to your left and there's your workstation, you know, like, thankfully I don't really, I don't really work from home anymore, but when I did like, it was,
1: it's just. (laughs) Yeah. It's a lot. And it's that's the challenge of the pandemic. And that's the challenge of this whole thing happening. Like, but even outside of the bounds of the pandemic, you know, like, I think moving forward, even if there is no global, whatever, Mm -hmm. that more companies are going to be like, okay, you can work from home half half of the week, right. And I think it's you, you have to keep yourself accountable. That's the biggest thing that I've struggled with in the time since this all went down, and everybody got sent home was just, all right. Nobody, especially now as a freelancer, nobody's going to come knocking except for my clients, right? Nobody's going to manage my time for me. Nobody's going to send out invoices. Nobody is going to practice. Nobody is going to check in on me. Well, actually that's a lie. People check in on me, but you, you really have to, right? I'm not alone. Uh, you really have to, you <laughs> really have to like be intentional about the way you spend your time. And it's really easy to put your head down and just knock out a season's campaign of graphics and not really feel like you've contributed anything to it. Cause I've done it before and I get it. So I, I really stress, like take a second to evaluate where you're at. If you're happy, continue. If you're not change it.
0: Mm-hmm. What are your methods? Like, do you have any specific methods to you that keeps you you know on that line when it comes to, you know, keeping yourself accountable? And
1: <laughs> I, I don't. It's it's really like an internal thing for me. It's really like a I the I, I suffer from design dysmorphia in the sense that I look at everything I make and I feel like it sucks. So I'm like, okay, how can I improve next time? You know, and every every time I make something, I'm like, well, oh, I notice a billion different things that are wrong with the graphic as soon as it's launched or or things like that. And so I think it's just this constant it's a double-edged sword of never being happy with what I produce, but also wanting to continue and improve and like be better the next time that mm-hmm. motivates me to continue. I've definitely, I, I don't know if you've noticed, but in the past like three or four months taken a huge break from like posting so con- consistently just to recharge myself and like just mm-hmm. to, to take a step back and like evaluate my life, see how things were going and then make changes uh, in order to, to better be creative cuz that's we have a fun freaking job at the end of the day like it is so much fun if you think about it like i have friends who are accountants they hate their lives i have friends who work in nonprofits they're very fulfilled but we get to make art for a living which i think is really cool so mm-hmm.
0: it is and not a lot of people get to work the creative part of their brain that we are able that we are able to and privileged to work every single day which exactly i think that is just a benefit to I think that's a benefit outside of design as well. It's, it's cause I think, I think, I mean, there are ways to, you know, to work that side of your brain, like whether it's, you know, picking up a hobby or something, but like, like like the people you mentioned, like being in accounting or working for a nonprofit Mm -hmm. or what I guess their position at the nonprofit, I don't know, but I guess we'll use accounting for the example. Like they're not, at least I don't think so. I have a buddy that's an accountant. He says he, He, I mean, he's, he likes it, I guess, but he doesn't, you know, he doesn't do anything other than being an accountant. Like they don't, he's, he's not in on brainstorming. He's not in on, you know, marketing Mm -hmm. at all. He's not in on different ways to kind of, you know, do that side of things. So he doesn't get the chance to work his creative side, which then he does a He has an outlet with it, but you know, we get to do it every single day for a profession right. and it's fantastic. And we get to- I think it's super cool. We get to be creative and test boundaries and try different things and, you know, get paid to do it rather than if other people in, in different situations would be able to do that, they'd be scared if they'd make a mistake, right. which making mistakes are part of, literally part of our job every single day. Every, well,
1: everybody's, <laughs> job. everybody's job, right? Like the faster, in That's my true. opinion, the faster that you can make mistakes, the faster you'll get better. You know, yeah. I haven't been- I haven't been making these sick ass designs from the start of time. Like I made a bunch of mistakes when I was starting out, but I learned very fast and I promised myself I wouldn't make them again. Mm. And so I recommend making as many mistakes as you possibly can to start <laughs> off. Like just try it all, like throw it all out there because you learn and you grow and you adapt and it's, yeah. it's all just fun, right? Like it's all, it's all. Yeah. Um, One off question, weird off topic. If
0: you could live anywhere in the world, where would you live? <laughs>
1: Oh, man. Well, the f- funny thing is that I could theoretically right now live anywhere in the world if I chose to. Uh, and for some reason, I'm choosing to go back home to California. No, I I like tropical places. But if I had to actually pick one place in the world, I'm stalling so I can think of a good answer. Just
0: Whatever calls to you.
1: Yeah, you know what? I went to Greece once. I went to Santorini. That place is like heaven. So I would probably, but then I'm like, okay, if I actually chose Santorini, like their internet was not great. So that yeah. wouldn't be fun for my, you know, like it's give and take right? yeah, the- somewhere that had palm trees and sun and super fast internet. I would be happy.
0: <laughs> I would probably say London. That's what, that's what my answer would be.
1: Oh, cool. So the opposite of what I just said. With fast internet,
0: <laughs> with fast internet.
1: I just, right, I, right. I
0: like soccer. So like, Oh, there's oh. like, there's like, I think don't like, let him hear you say that. Ten or two, oh, you. I've had conversations with one of my, one of my good design friends, Kieran Dowd. He's, he's from Manchester or Wigan, but man Manche- pretty much Manchester area. And yeah, he kind of bullshits with me all the time when I say soccer. So I don't worry. I've heard it all. It's funny. It's funny though. But yeah, I would say London. I, I went there once nice. and it was, it was a fantastic time. Um, I met a lot of an awesome, a lot of awesome people. And thankfully through, you know, what I do and connecting on Twitter, I know a decent amount of people that live over there and mm-hmm. only say great mm-hmm. things. So um, as practical, as practical as it is like living there, I probably wouldn't, I'm a, I'm a homebody. Um, I like being mm-hmm. close to family. So I probably wouldn't, but I guess to lay the question out, live anywhere if I want if I could. That'd be a place,
1: Jared. Let's let's revisit this conversation in like six years' time and see if you're in London or like see where you've gone in the world. Like, I would be so curious to just I, revisit that. I do have to go out, go back out there though.
0: But I I didn't I didn't even go I didn't even go to a match when I was out there. Um, I was out there with a handful of buddies and we didn't really we didn't really put that into the plans. But so I have to. I have a really good friend of mine whose family is actually from there, and he supports. I don't know if you know soccer at all, but he supports Arsenal.
1: I know football. Thank you very much. Yes. Football. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Yes, I, I do know Arsenal. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. He's a diehard Arsenal fan and he's been to a handful of games and or matches. And he said it's otherworldly compared to what we experience here.
1: It is insane. Oh you think we have rabid fans at NBA and NFL games? Like, no, they're a whole different they invented, they invented friggin' the sections of of i forget what they call it they're like super fans or something or they're like they're like hyper supporters i forget but yeah they're nuts over there it's respect what is it
0: ultras ultras yes that's what it is yep ultras there it is ultras but yeah it's (laughs) that it's 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 on on my bucket list it's on my bucket it really is okay one last thing um speaking of bucket list what is at the top of your bucket list
1: Man, if you ask me these questions, um, you know what? If you would have asked me even two weeks ago, I would have told you something different. But since you've asked me now, you get this answer. My bucket list, I don't have a specific goal in mind. I don't have a specific brand. I don't have a specific event. I firmly believe you should never, ever meet your heroes. Uh, I firmly believe that you should never. Like, just keep it in your brain the way you think it is, because it's probably not going to live up to that expectation. And so my, oh, Jesus. Uh, I know it's, it's really sad, but it's true. Like, it's, it's just, it, that's the way the world works uh, to me. Um, my bucket list would be to just continue to be very passionate about all the projects I get to work on and continue to push and experiment. My dream, dream, dream one day would be to be self-made. And, and not have to worry about finances, and then just make fun stuff forever. Like that would be my dream, if I could do anything in the world. And so um, in the process of like, making that happen, and mm-hmm. you know, making the moves that I have to, but I love the zero expectation fun stuff, just have fun, push the envelope, you know, if I'm getting paid for it, it's fun too, which is kind of what I've worked out here in freelance. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I would love to just really explore the art side of it instead of the, I think graphic design kind of fulfills a business need, but I would really love to just make for Flow. Fun. all yeah. the time, all mm. the time. Yeah.
0: I thought you were going to go like, I'd like to zip line one day or jump out of a
1: plane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I really just love, it's funny. I wasn't even a sports fan to begin with. Like I liked sports, but I was never like, Oh, I'm gonna go paint my face and eat cheese curds and go to you know like oh no offense but chill um, <laughs> yeah that was an attack. <laughs> uh, but but sports design in particular always caught my interest and in, and in I grew up watching the Oregon Ducks and their jerseys and uniforms and mm-hmm. I never realized why I liked it. But then growing up, I was like, holy crap! There's just this world of art meets function. And it's flashy as heck. And it's super fun to see all these different things come to life. Anything that you see in the world is designed, right? Like any advertisement, any building logo, any menu you get, somebody had to make it. Like it's everywhere. And so I think that that's just so fun.
0: I think mine is go to Greece. Okay. That's the top of mine.
1: So I will tell you, it is a fantastic place. I hope you get to go there soon. Maybe on your next London trip.
0: I've been, I've had the, I've had a grease flag hanging above my desk here <laughs> for ever since I got it. Let's see. I got it in Arizona when my girlfriend and I like we're less than a year dating. Well now fiance and hey, congrats. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I think I've had it for almost six years.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's up there. It's visualizing. I'm I'm going to
1: go, I'm going to go. Manifested, Jared manifest it. <laughs>
0: Yeah. That's, that's probably my number one right now. Um, easily, easily, but yeah. Beautiful. Anyway, Highly anyways, recommend. I mean, we've had a great conversation here, a fantastic conversation. You are a great man to talk to. I don't know how much you hear that, but I feel like you need to hear that. Cause it was a fantastic conversation.
1: Hey, retweet right back at you. Thank you, Jared. <laughs> I appreciate it.
0: Um, I usually actually, I think I'll put this in the middle. I'll put like a little sound bite in the middle of the podcast, just so you guys hear this again. Um, but You'll be hearing this for the second time if you've gotten this far. Go down below, um, follow or connect with Dan some way on Twitter. I know his Twitter will be down there for sure and his portfolio as well. And now I guess I have to link Zero G down there again. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, might Go as well, it. might as well. So, yeah, all, <laughs> how all much that... should we pay you? It was like a hundred <laughs> bucks per episode or something, yeah, <laughs> something
0: like that. Um <laughs> So yeah, go down below, connect with this man. I mean, if you're this far, you've heard this, heard this whole conversation, you know um, he's a knowledgeable person. You know, you have questions, read, don't be afraid to reach out. I'm more than sure he'd be happy to, you know, give his two cents on everything um, that you bring to him. Obviously, if you ask him something rash, you know, there's <laughs> there's some-
1: I'll even double down. I will double down and say, if anybody ever wants to reach out to me, career advice, guidance, freelancing. I've worked at a professional team, college team agency. If anybody ever wants to just pick my brain, I have an open schedule that I will make room for you for. I think being able to get back and help mm-hmm. in ways that I did not have when I came up is very important to me. So if you have any questions, I may mm-hmm. DM away.
0: Well, there you have it folks. Um, but yeah, anyways, this has been episode 25 pretty sure I'm getting that right. 25. Yeah, that's right. 25 of the creative process podcast with myself and Dan Beltran today. I said it right. Um, So have a great rest of your week. And as always, make sure you tell someone that you love them. All right. We'll see you in episode 26. Take it easy.